Welcome to Revive, the marketing podcast for manufacturers. My name is Jared Faulkner, the client services manager here at Vive. Today on Revive, we are joined by Todd Nickerson, the recruitment director at MBS Advisors. MBS Advisors is a professional M&A advisory and recruitment organization that is focused exclusively in the manufacturing space throughout the United States. Todd is going to share some key insights on recruitment and manufacturing and present firsthand knowledge on the industry trends, how to rank candidates, tips on hiring, and what expectations there are for salaries. Todd, thanks for joining us today. Hey, Jared. It's great to be here today. I appreciate you having me. Look for, looking forward to this. Of course. Well, before we jump in uh, to all the good stuff, please tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and a few fun facts you wouldn't mind sharing with the audience today. Sure, no problem. Um, so I am the recruiting director at MBS Advisors. I've been here for about five years. Um, you know, prior to MBS, I was an engineering and environmental consultant, mostly working on um, assessments and cleanups of oil and contaminated properties. I live in Massachusetts, married. I've got a blended family with five kids, which honestly can be exhausting at times. But um, outside of work and family stuff, I enjoy writing, singing, and recording music. I'm in a band with my wife. It's called Sparrow Blue. Um, I play multiple instruments, and I'm on the board of directors for a 40-year-old folk music club that's called the South Shore Folk Music Club, just south of Boston. Wow, that's all really unique. Is this uh, something that we could find you on, like Apple Music or Spotify? Absolutely. Yep, we're there. Sparrow Blue. The Sparrow Blue. Blue. Yep. I'm going to keep that in mind. Yeah. Take Singing and recording music, that's uh, super cool. It's one of the many things I have not been able to uh, grasp as a talent, especially uh, the, five, the five kids, too. My, if it was up to my wife, she would have five kids last week, but I'm just not ready for that. <laughs> it's life-changing. Yes. <laughs> well, Todd, I, I know I speak for the whole Vive team here uh, when I say that we appreciate your time on our podcast today. We are very excited to have you on. Look forward to be, you being able to share your insights and the knowledge on the recruitment industry. And as we've all become you know, quite aware, filling positions is, is no simple feat in this industry or really any industry right now at all. So to get started with why you're here today, give us a little insight on MBS Advisors and your expertise in the recruitment field. Thanks, Jared. So I'll just start with a little bit of information about the company. Um, MBS Advisors offers professional recruiting support in plastics, packaging, rubber, tooling, and machinery. Um, We offer customized and confidential searches. We're niche recruiters focused exclusively in plastics manufacturing for more than 20 years. Um, We use state-of-the-industry tools, our extensive network, and our knowledge of plastics processing roles and responsibilities to source and engage active and passive candidates to introduce our clients' career opportunities to them. Beyond that, you know, we provide hiring advice, salary and market trends, interview participation, assistance negotiating offers, as well as background and reference checks in the process. We primarily recruit for salaried positions. So, you know, we're looking at C-suite and, you know, management roles in operations, engineering, financial supply chain, and sales uh, throughout North America. And, you know, occasionally uh, Mexico. I'd say, you know, on average, we place somewhere around two and a half um, hires per month. 
And I know that Vive is an active member of the MAP organization, and uh, we've successfully supported at least a dozen hires just this year alone with with MAP member companies. Um, So beyond recruiting, MBS has a team focused on merger and acquisition advisory and consulting in the plastics industry, helping to guide small to mid-sized plastics processors through the complicated process of selling their business and acquiring others for growth. We have the advantage of being former owners and operators in injection molding. So we know the challenges that business owners face when they start wading into these M&A waters. We're experts at matching the right buyers with the right sellers and maximizing business sale value. We definitely have um, a unique, unique company being in the plastics uh, manufacturing industry. And um, I'm happy to hear that you've been able to work and support the map industry as well. I know it's a, a big thing for Vive, and we had an excellent time at this year's Benchmarking Best Practices Conference in Indianapolis. So it's awesome to hear that you are involved with that industry. Yeah, um, it was great to be back there in person. Yes, of course. Well, I appreciate that very thorough explanation and uh, you know what makes your business ultimately unique. And a, a lot of what you just shared is going to be of, of top-tier importance um, to the audience. And But I'm, I'm more personally interested in learning more about the current hiring market trends so could you share what you've seen in the last year or so, how it's been a struggle to uh, connect with having individuals actually come to work? Yeah, no problem. Sure. Well, you know, obviously beyond the, the tragic amount of lives lost, um, you know, there's been many impacts to the uh, employment world. You know, it, it's forced employers into a flexible hybrid work from home situations, which a lot of them were hesitant to get into. And I think what a result was a lot of people found out that it actually worked. You know, people liked it. The employees liked it. They liked the flexibility, you know. So I think just, you know, one trend that I generally seeing is that when I'm engaging with candidates on behalf of our hiring companies, I get a significantly higher response rate from candidates if the companies are open to considering, you know, remote work, you know, rather than traditional office or plant jobs. Obviously, you know, it's hard to be remote if you're required to be on the manufacturing floor, but you know, the jobs that are that all go around supporting that, having that flexibility to work from home definitely opens the doors uh, for more candidates. Another thing that you may have heard of at this point. Um, I know it's been in the in the news a lot. If you're if you're following, COVID spurred the Great Resignation or the Big Quit, um, which is basically employees are resigning and retiring in record numbers. Um, you know, reevaluating their work life balance and basically no longer willing to put up with the with the lower pay, stress, work conditions that they accepted prior to the pandemic. I think the majority of those quits are coming from the lower paying hourly jobs. I know a lot of um, industries like uh, travel and uh, restaurants and stuff like that are facing a lot of that. Um, and, and on top of that, there's millions of older workers that are retiring early. Um, so just a, a quick stat, it's something like 19 million American workers have quit or retired just in the past six months. So, you know, this puts hiring companies in a different and in a a challenging position. Filling their positions becomes more about the candidate choosing the employer rather than the opposite, the standard of, you know, the employer choosing the candidate. So I I would ask this question to any hiring managers listening. Are you ready for that? You know, what is your employer value proposition? Are you offering an attractive place to work? Will you pay more to hire talent 
from competitors. You know, I'd all I'd also ask what are companies doing to retain their current workforce? Obviously very important, but are they happy? Are you offering an engaging and rewarding workplace? Are you offering some flexibility to them? I, th- I think all of those things, you know, need to be questions that, um, you know, hiring companies are thinking about in this market. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't, I think uh, putting your current employees as, a, as your first priority uh, should be more, more of a priority than putting um, potential new candidates, just because, I mean, if you have someone working there for, you know, 12, 14 years and they're extremely happy, and then one day they're not because you're paying more attention and more focus on new employees, uh, you end up losing the good employees who have been faithful to you this whole time. So I think it is super important to make sure that your current employees are, are feeling valued, uh, that yeah. they're appreciated, appreciated at work. Yeah, absolutely. And I also understand, um, you know, the kind of the the hybrid of the the work from home. It's nice to be able to let your dog out during the day and be able to, you know, go different places for lunches. But I know myself and the Vibe team included love more of a, a collaborative environment, which is why we all like being in the office. And I think... I think we do. I think we get more more done. I think we get uh, you know more time with one another and are able to establish relationships. Uh, you might necessarily not be able to establish outside of the work if you have more of a, a stronger hybrid environment. So sure. definitely things to think about on different ways to approach this as well. Glad you asked uh, the hiring managers if they're ready for that because I think it's going to be a big change coming up. But I must say, it has been one one of a kind experience uh, watching the world. Change the pandemic, uh, especially with these recruitment efforts as well. And it's interesting that you mentioned uh, more of a candidate market than employee market. Like I said, how the tables have kind of turned, um, so which is quite intriguing. So, do you think that hiring managers or HR teams have adapted to the change in recruitment efforts? Um, I, I think some have. I think there's still a, a, a fair amount of kind of the old school mentality. You know, you know, lack of. Uh, flexibility, you know, they have a rigid or, you know, a, a low salary range. And just the hiring process itself is, you know, sometimes kind of just a long drawn out slog. On the flip side, yeah, there are companies that are starting to embrace this. And I feel like they're going to be the ones that are going to be more successful moving forward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and with the adaptation of this this hiring market, is there a process or some fine tuned approach that you think is necessary to, to hire in this tough market? People are going to change jobs for their own reasons. If, if hiring companies shift away from the mindset of, you know, they should be grateful to work here and be able to sell their company and the opportunity to talent, it could make the difference between signing that new hire or, or you know, being back to the drawing board. So one of the things that I think companies need to consider is, you know, what is their hiring process like? You know, how long is it? If it's long and feedback is slow, candidates are judging you and your company. And me as a representative, if they're slow or not showing interest, the candidates, you know, if they're weighing multiple jobs, they're going to be leaning towards people that are more active and engaged. Mm-hmm. One of the other things I thought would be kind of beneficial to talk about is just the use of, you know, video interviews. I know that, you know, Zoom and, you know, other video interfaces have been big here since COVID, but, you know, I think that people need to consider that in their interview process if they're not already. I feel like it's a close second to in-person interviews. It gives you a better representation of the candidate as a whole, their communication skills, their body language, you know, their confidence and lack thereof. I would say that hiring companies should consider hiring with more urgency, reduce the steps in the hiring process, be more flexible to remote work, but be able to authentically explain your company culture, management style, and the growth opportunities when you're within your company to help attract these people. With that in mind, you know, just in regards to candidate feedback, uh, you know, I think 
just generally candidates need more feedback in the process. Even if it's just, you know, still under consideration, that is, that is news to the candidate. So beyond that, you know, unless you live in an area with a significant amount of manufacturing, you might be willing to relocate somebody for roles that require them to be present on the plant floor. It'll definitely expand your candidate pool. In a skills short market with so many competitors trying to hire, be willing to flex your budget and make that offer, even if it, even if you only have one solid candidate in the mix. Yeah, and I think especially telling those candidates that you're still under consideration, we're just going through a long process, you know, we want to make sure we make the right decision is super important because um, that shows that you have a good communication flow. Um, that the communication within your organization isn't isn't stagnant, and that you're you're trying to make the best decision for the organization, and not just something quick, um, because it might not be the right person for for the job, and it might not be the right uh, person for the company as well. So, being able to communicate that process and and where you're at in the steps is going to be super important as well. So, thank you for all these these very good steps, and you know, it's just the security, the attentiveness, and, and the drive for the candidates very important. Uh, in my own opinion, I, I think companies really just must hire with urgency or they will be out of luck very quickly. There are so many different positions and companies that are looking for, for top talent. Uh, they can't afford to have that poor communication channel throughout the hiring process. So we, besides this, uh, many companies are also offering attractive bonuses, I, I hear and know and see all over LinkedIn, and, and benefits that can be quite crucial to the decision-making process for the candidate, which makes the, you know that pool that much larger. So... While hiring managers could be offering extra pay, bonuses, special benefits, you know, all day long, maybe some weekly lunches and everything, luncheons, uh, it doesn't matter to the candidate if it's not the best fit for the organization. So in your opinion, Todd, what, what makes a great candidate and what should the decision makers be looking for uh, when they're trying to fill this, you know, oh so needed position? Sure. Yeah. I'd say, you know, the biggest thing that I look for on behalf of our client companies is relevant work experience. Is this candidate within the same industry? Are they manufacturing similar parts? If if a candidate is molding medical components in like an ISO 13485 environment, then that experience is going to be critical to a medical molder, you know? So, if you if you we're looking for candidates that have relevant work experience above anything else um, beyond that you know if, if you've established that, that background to be looking for candidates that are responsive to communications they're engaged in the process you know they have honest motivations to make a job change and there's obviously the all-important cultural fit which is you know subjective and varies with each hiring company things to consider is you know will they get along with your team will they motivate and engage your existing employees will this hire you know raise the bar on your team i look for honesty does the candidate have goals and expectations that can be achieved at your company do they have a good track record of tenure you know if they're changing jobs every 2 years it doesn't look good but shouldn't blanketly disqualify a candidate if they have you know valid rationale as you know, manufacturing can be a volatile industry at times, affected by economic factors beyond our control, e- example, COVID. But skilled talent can get caught up in ownership changes and changes in company directions and plant closings. And if the other hi- hiring criteria and experience line up, I would just say don't overlook a few recent career changes. Another thing would be to look for candidates that show promotions within an organization and a progression of increasing responsibilities. Look for like humble, self-motivated team players. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I think that honesty factor really comes into play as well because you have to be able to trust uh, trust that they're going to get the job done, that they're working, especially in a, in a more of a hybrid environment as well, if they're working from home. Uh, you have to be able to re- rely on your candidate to make sure that you know they're not just uh, watching TV or not working or just moving sure. their mouse, moving their mouse <laughs> to make it look like they're online. And I, and I also agree with you that you can look past uh, a few of those recent career changes, especially with what's happened, you know, during the pandemic and people not being able to pay their employees or be able to function properly. Uh, but a good culture does also have a good tenure record as well. And I think that if you don't have a good tenure record, that can also look bad on your company and to your clients as well. So sure. it really is important to make sure that you're getting the, the best candidate for the role. Right. In that case, you know, every every organization has in their own definition of a good candidate. But, but there are some things that every recruiter or hiring decision maker should you know be looking for. Uh, when populating those pros and cons on, on a piece of paper. So I, I really appreciate you sharing what you believe are those special traits. And I think that provided a lot of value to this conversation. So are, are there any other processes that you would like to share that could potentially be beneficial in the midst of a hiring process? Sure. Yeah. So I would suggest that, you know, if, if people need outside help to find talent, that you consider your recruitment approach. You know, there, there's been kind of an old approach of recruitment having multiple contingent recruiters working on the same search. And I just feel like that is, it's a dead or dying option um, as it creates several drawbacks. Um, here's a few things. You know, it, it becomes more about speed over quality, you know, so let, let's get some people in front of our, our candidate before the other recruiter does. So how do you do that? You don't qualify them very well, you know? So contingent recruiters in competition will take a lucky shot or two and, you know, match the resume, you know, without a thorough candidate qualification. And and if those candidates don't work out, you know, and the search becomes more challenging and, and, and stretches out over time, those contingent recruiters start to lose interest and their efforts will drop off. And that leaves, you know, the hiring company holding the bag, still doing the work while, you know, having a costly open position. Additionally, it can be a worse experience for the candidate, particularly in a local search. They can be contacted multiple times by multiple recruiters for the same opportunity, while at the same time getting little to no feedback in the process from the other people that they've spoken with. So candidate under consideration can be left questioning the hiring firm, you know, the employer value proposition and and whether or not they want to work there. So with that in mind, you know, I, I would suggest, and this is probably the way of recruiting moves in the future, is a consultative recruitment approach. And I think it will increase your hiring odds. With client engagement and commitment on both sides, retained recruiters tend to work harder because they feel more pressure to deliver. They know that if they find the right candidate, it will be a successful placement. Overall, I think the result is, you know, both the quality of the candidates and placement percentages will increase. And as a hiring company, you want to know that you've hired a recruiter who's going to develop a recruiting plan and execute it and stick to it over an agreed period of time, be forthcoming with the challenges and regularly communicate honest results, good or bad, ultimately creating a trust partnership with somebody who will represent you in the marketplace and help solve your hiring challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of those hiring challenges, you know, based on, based on your research alone and the research of MBS, is there any roadblocks within candidates requesting certain salaries, uh, certain benefits, certain pay, whatever it may be? And, and if you don't have any specific data on this question, w- would you be willing to share how MBS's annual survey uh, went this past year? 
Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if I have a specific roadblock per se, but you know, ultimately both sides need to agree, right? So the offer needs to work for the candidate and the candidate needs to be okay, obviously, and that's common sense, right? So, you know, but I, you know, I've seen companies go through, you know, several steps in a hiring process. You know, they, they really like the candidate. It's a, you know, strong background from an experience standpoint. They might be doing the same thing or, you know, selling the same product, you know, what, whatever the factors are for the job that, that make that person a good fit, you know, but, but if their salary is, is expectation is higher than the hiring company's budgeted amounts and there's no flexibility there, then, you know, obviously that's not going to be something that works out. Sometimes there'll be candidate expectation might be higher than what the company is currently paying their current employees in a similar role, right? So they don't want to bring somebody on that's making $15,000 more than the person who's already working there. So I guess in that case, you know, it might be a time where you take a look at your current salaries and, and consider if you're keeping your current workforce happy in that situation. But getting into our salary survey, uh, so I'll just, without sharing a bunch of details on it, I'll just summarize it, that MBS acquired uh, gross executive recruiters in 2018. They had been a longtime plastics industry uh, recruitment company and had been doing salary surveys for several years in association with the Society of Plastics Engineers. So MBS has continued to conduct that survey in the plastics industry. Ultimately, it provides average salaries annually for over 70 typical titles that you might see in a manufacturing operation. Along with the current market information from candidates during our recruiting efforts, we use it as a reference point to set the salary expectations at the beginning of, of the process. And, and I think this comes into the consultative recruitment approach. You know, we're, we're helping develop a plan at the outset of what we think is going to be successful. You know, for anybody that's interested in these salary surveys, we have several, the past three or four years at least, posted on our website right now, and they're free. You basically have to sign in and, um, you know, put your email address in um, and you can get them. But beyond that, we're going to be releasing it again in early 2022. And we'd love as much input from plastics professionals as possible. So if you're listening and you're interested, keep an eye out for this. It's free and the results will be emailed to you. Additionally, just to kind of get a little bit more interest, we've we've entered these respondents into a giveaway. So you might get something out of it in addition to the, the salary information. I really appreciate you know everything you, you've shared with us today and your time today. As we're getting ready to wrap things up, how can the audience reach you? And if they're looking for recruitment support or like to connect with you just for some more information or recruitment questions, uh, how can they get a hold of you? That can be found on LinkedIn. Um, beyond that, my contact info is available on our website, which is mbsadvisors.com. My email is todd, T-O-D-D, at mbsadvisors.com. Jared, I wanted to thank you for your time and consideration here, and I appreciate the opportunity to discuss this with you and your listeners. Of course, we were happy to have you on. All right, well, that wraps up this episode of Revive. Thank you again for listening, and thank you to Todd Nickerson for sharing um, all of his valuable insights today uh, from MBS Advisors. Stay tuned for more episodes of Revive, the marketing podcast for manufacturers.